This week on February 18th, 2019, the United States celebrates President's Day. Did you know that Theodore Roosevelt, the 26th President of the United States, who served in that office from 1901 to 1909, was visually impaired? President Roosevelt had a love for boxing and thought that it was a very good and condensed way to get exercise. President Roosevelt's final boxing match came in 1908 when he was sparring with a young military aide. The 50-year-old president took a hard shot to the left eye, which caused severe hemorrhaging, which led to a detached retina and ultimately blindness. President Roosevelt's doctors ordered him to immediately stop boxing, and only a select few of his aides knew the secret. Many years later, President Roosevelt wrote in his autobiography about having to quit boxing and wrestling and talked about how glad he was that it wasn't his right eye because that would prevent him from being able to shoot. Welcome to Life After Blindness, a blog and podcast that is dedicated to the exploration of an enabled life of blindness. And now, here's your host, Tim Schwartz. Thank you very much, Alyssa. I am Tim Schwartz, and I'd like to welcome all of you to the Life After Blindness podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show. There is so much that I want to share with all of you this week, including a very special interview that I recently conducted while I was on vacation with my wife. We recently went on a carnival cruise, and I was able to meet the brand ambassador and senior cruise director for Carnival Cruise Lines, John Heald. John spoke with me about the various ways the carnival has made cruising accessible for the blind and visually impaired. Then later in Tim's Tech Tip, or T3, I'll talk with you about how to accessibly organize and navigate tabs in your internet browser. In this week's news, I'll talk about a possible genetic treatment for age-related macular degeneration, as well as an update on the Marrakesh Treaty, new products from Humanware and New Eyes, some audio game news, and a note about our friends over at Dice World who are trying to bring the popular iOS and Android game to the Amazon Echo. As always, the show notes for this episode can be found by visiting lifeafterblindness.com slash 33. That's lifeafterblindness.com slash 33. And if you have questions or comments for me about anything at all, you can send your emails to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. But before we get to any of that, as you all know, I'd like to start the show with what I call Because of My Blindness. This is where I share your stories about living a life after blindness. What has happened in your life, either because of your blindness or perhaps despite your blindness, something that has maybe inspired you, educated you, or maybe you were able to overcome some major obstacle? Whatever your story, I'd love for you to share it with me and all the listeners of Life After Blindness. You can send it to me via email. Send those to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. You can either write your story out for me to read here on the show, or better yet, if you could record yourself in an audio message and attach that to the email so that I can play that right here on an upcoming episode of Life After Blindness. This week's Because of My Blindness story comes to us from Hans Weiberg. Hans, as some of you know, is the creator of the very popular Be My Eyes app, and you can listen to an interview that I conducted with him in the last episode, episode number 32, where he talks to me all about Be My Eyes. And when I interviewed Hans, I asked him to tell me about his Because of My Blindness story. Well, 
before we wrap up here, Hans, I, I do want to ask you one final question. Whenever I speak with anybody and do an interview with someone who is visually impaired, uh, there's a segment on the show that I call Because of My Blindness. I always like to get the perspective from somebody about their own experiences so they can tell something about maybe an inspirational, something that happened to them because of their blindness or educational, whatever, whatever has impacted you or affected you, something that would have maybe never otherwise happened to you in your life if you hadn't been blind. Do you, do you have a story that you could share because of your blindness? I was uh, set out to become a farmer. Uh, I was born and raised on a farm and I didn't think about anything else than becoming a farmer. Uh, but then I developed this uh, eye disease and I realized that I could not become a farmer. And then I went to school and to university and I ended up getting uh, married and uh, my wife is upholsterer. Uh, and then I uh, ended up working with the Danish Blind Association and and all this new life uh, that i have had uh, was only because of my uh, my blindness and 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 the fact that i came up with be my eyes has uh, given me so many wonderful uh, experiences that i wouldn't never had otherwise uh, and uh, i have even met uh, stevie wonder uh, <laughs> and i'm pretty oh, wow. sure he, he wouldn't have uh, crossed my way uh, on the farm in in denmark <laughs> um so so and many other great people um and i was at the nfb conference and receiving a uh a, a big award uh and speaking to 2500 uh, blind people and and this was really amazing to to, to be there and and uh, and meet all these people and and so on so i have had so many great experiences because of my blindness so uh, and i'm not totally blind yet so no, absolutely. I understand. But that is fantastic to hear that despite this thing that we always put a negative connotation on of being blind or visually impaired, you've been able to, like many people that I've spoken with on the show, you've been able to take that and run with it and make something positive of it in your life and then have returned to you so much positivity in the people that you've met and in the lives that you've impacted. And uh, so I'm sure that that's been very gratifying for you. Thank you. Thanks again to Hans Weiberg, the creator of Be My Eyes, for sharing his Because of My Blindness story. As I said earlier, my wife Jennifer and I recently were able to go on vacation on a Carnival cruise ship. I had the privilege while on board to meet with John Heald, and he spoke with me about the accessibility of Carnival cruise ships and all the different things that they do and have available for people that are blind and visually impaired. I'm currently sailing on the fantastic cruise ship, the Carnival Breeze, and today I am joined by the brand ambassador and senior uh, cruise director for Carnival Cruise Line, John Heal. John, welcome to the show. On absolute honor, that's spelled with a U, to be here. Great to, to have you on board. and. Hope you've had a great time so far. Oh, I've had a wonderful time as always on the Carnival ships. I, I love cruising, as you know. So yeah, we've had a fantastic time and sadly it's about to be over. But I wanted to speak with you because 
Of course, in your role as uh, brand ambassador and senior cruise director, you are kind of the eyes, the ears, the face of, of Carnival, whether you like it or not, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of blessing all, all and you. a curse. It's a blessing and a curse, exactly. So um, before we get to some of the specific things that relate to people that are blind and visually impaired, kind of tell people, if you could, just briefly, what, what does all that mean? What do what all those titles mean for you? What are, what are you to Carnival? just really means I'm old, and uh, <laughs> I've been here a long time, so they try to come up with a title for me. Now, I uh, started with Carnival 31 years ago as a bar waiter, and uh, after it wasn't very long, they realized I was the worst bar waiter in the world, so <laughs> they handed me a microphone, of which I'd never held before, but um, from there on I became uh, entertainment staff and then a cruise director and delivered 17 new ships, and then... Um, because of my commitment to family, which is the most important thing to me, I said, well, it's time for me to hang up my traveling boots. And uh, But they said, no, stay. Um, we'll make you the brand ambassador. You do the social media for us and travel now and then. And here I am. So I have a Facebook page which has, uh, you know, um, uh, something like a million um, views each week. Um, and I get to do this, I get to sit down with great people like you and, and talk, so that's and, really it. And it sounds like a lot of fun, and I, again, greatly appreciate it. I know earlier in the week you uh, put up a post on Facebook about me being on board, and I think in five minutes you had 12,000 views, so I'd say that's a good following. Yeah, and, and <laughs> well, I, yeah, but I think it was also the fact that, um, dare I say, that the, the subject was so amazing and that's you and that in this world that where we this me 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 society that we live in i i want it now i want it now i want it now and and to see the permanent smile you've always had on your face um i think it's a life lesson and i just wanted to share it with everybody and you saw all the comments it was it was just full of of, of praise and saying that you are a role model in mm. always look on the bright side of life Absolutely. Oh, Python, my favorite. So uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, that post actually had several people who were either blind or visually impaired themselves yes. or had a family member or a child or someone they knew that was blind that either hasn't cruised or, or maybe has. And so I wanted to talk to some of those people who either have cruised before and they don't realize the accessibility features that are on a Carnival cruise ship or maybe they've never cruised because they didn't feel that it would be accessible enough and, and they weren't sure that they could do it. So let's talk about technology then, John, because I know that on Carnival, there are so many different things between the audio fun times and screen readers on the computers and the app, so many different things that Carnival has done. Yeah, I think, um, I think we've come a long way in a short time. I think there was a long period of time when we didn't realize um, that we weren't doing enough. And quite honestly and openly speaking, it takes somebody like yourself or someone else that is visually impaired to say we were on a cruise and we found this challenging and when they tell us these things where we've shortfall then that's when we you know i think the last few years we've really kicked into gear so as you said we have the fun times which is the daily activity program uh which we have an audio version of which plays constantly in the, on the cabin televisions uh we have it uh, also coming to the app which is our hub app hub app um, and uh, also we have um, more, sub, uh, more, more technology that we're looking at that, that I think will make it easier. And again, I do really, really stress the best way for us to know what to do is for somebody to tell us. Because I, I'm a great believer that until you're in that position, 
it's only then that you can say you know maybe you can do this because we think we think we thought of everything but until right. you're in that position where you are sight impaired or you do have a, a, a disability of some sort that you need to tell us and say can you help us by doing this and we will yeah, because otherwise you're not necessarily going to know what's going to be the best fit for Absolutely. any particular cruiser, especially someone who's blind or visually impaired. Yeah. And so with the audio fun time so that you can you know, tune into that and get uh, the, the rundown of what's going on the next day. And as far as the app goes, the app is fantastic. I know when it first launched, there were some glitches here and there, yeah. and it was a little little wonky with the uh, screen readers on, on iPhone and Android. But as you said, it has come a long way. Everything I think in there is accessible. There's a couple things that maybe could read better, but there's tiny things. You can still do them and they're accessible. Uh, what, what has that process been like? I mean, has that been a lot more user feedback? Or? Yes, that's, that's based on user feedback. Um, and we've only just begun. I think we've, you know, I nearly said tip of the iceberg, but on a ship, I can't really say that. Uh, <laughs> scratch the surface, we'll say. And if anybody listening to this has any suggestions, please, please let us know um, because technology is a wonderful thing and we have some really great minds who not only uh, are thinking of great things, but will listen to the thoughts and uh, opinions of others. Absolutely. Uh, the app is very nice because you can not only see what is going to be happening on a particular day on board, so hour by hour, even half hour by half hour, see what's going on, but then can also get the menu for the dinner that the dinner night diet, or yeah. find out what's going to be on the Leader Deck buffet or, or order whatever. Order pizza. Or order a pizza right there through the app, and it is all accessible. I've even found that I like being able to favorite things so that it reminds me of what's coming up later that I didn't want to miss. So right. all of that being accessible, all of that being right there on the app and available, and then we take that a step further because we talked about the audio fun times but then people can go to the computers on board and you guys actually have screen readers available on the computers already that's right so we have we put the screen readers on the computers and on our new ships we're going to have even more uh, public computers so um, that would be um, I think something that a lot of people will find handy and um, you know there's also I don't say if I'm using back to basics here but um, if you are if you do have partial sight and you're cruising we will provide um, interpreters we have an interpreter program as well where um, if people are coming on board and you need somebody to guide you to I mean like I've seen you doing for your husband uh, uh, you guide him around we have somebody who will take their arm and will be with them the whole cruise we can actually have crew members on board who will assist and help people throughout the day with that so um, you know if you have a guide or you need somebody to help you interpret what the day is going to be the crew I think are a massive asset for that as well so if anybody's traveling alone and thinks I don't have anybody to help me we can help with that as well and that's something you just arrange with guest relations uh, before the cruise yeah, or even you when you get on? Yeah, you can let me know on via my Facebook or you can just call special, uh, write to specialneeds at carnival.com. The phone number is uh, also listed on our website. Just let them know that you'll need some assistance and we will definitely provide it for you. Now, in addition to technology, since we're talking about that type of assistance, also on the Carnival cruise ships, you have the availability for Braille, I believe large print as well for Correct. menus. Correct, Braille and large print menus and fun times. So and the fun again, times. if you, you need that, 
We have a wonderful special needs team, and I hate using that word special needs, but that's what it's called at the moment. Right. Not a favorite saying, I know, but uh, that's what the email address is, or you can write directly to me, and I'll help you arrange that. We actually are doing um, three or four different sets for different people this week of the large print. And in addition to that, if anybody who has a guide dog comes on board, you do have accommodations for them to help their guide dog to not only walk the ship, but to relieve themselves as well, right? Yes, the poop deck. The poop deck. <laughs> yes, um, we have um, uh, a great, uh, again, housekeeping team. Uh, they set this up um, on one of the uh, lifeboat decks, so it's not in a major guest thoroughfare and there is a large litter tray that is placed there and it's also a place that's very safe um, so I have often seen uh, service dogs um, who will be uh, taken down there they're allowed to do their thing and then they take off the um, the collar and uh, throw the ball and uh, yeah it's <laughs> a lot of fun for the for the dogs there as well but we're very used to having uh, guide dogs um, that's what we call them in English what are they called what do you call guide, guide dogs, dogs? Mm -hmm. seeing eye dog or seeing guide, eye dog, guide yes. dog yeah mm -hmm. and uh, yeah we're very used to having the guide dogs on board and again I think it's important to say that the guests totally respect the guide dog being on board the, the no petting the nose uh, rules so very comfortable and it amazes me that the, the guide dogs are so unfazed by these hundreds of people and they just oh, yeah. lay under a chair and don't move. Extraordinary. Now, I know your time is very precious, so we're wrapping up here, but I have one question that I want to ask you because on my, my podcast, Life After Blindness, I always ask for blind and visually impaired people to submit a story to me about a story because of their blindness, where they talk about something that happened to them that maybe wouldn't have otherwise happened if they hadn't been blind, something that may have been educational or inspired them or something they learned right. from. Of course, you yourself are not blind, but I'm sure you've encountered many blind or visually impaired people in your career here. Is there a particular story or a time that sticks out where you're like, wow, that really taught me something about blind people or that really, that that was really incredible. Is there one particular or one yeah, or two things that stand out? Yeah, absolutely, and I'm going to refer to David and Margaret Palfreman, who are um, were regular cruisers. I haven't seen them this, this year. I, I know David hasn't been well, and uh, mm. if you're listening to this, David, I hope uh, health has found you and you're, uh, you're back to being okay again. Um, very much like you, full of humor, full of positiveness, and full of fun. And um, I was doing a Q&A question and answer session for the ship. I had about seven, 800 people in the main theater. This was on, on, a, on the Carnival Vista when she was brand new. And it was the first cruise, and as always on a first cruise, there are teething problems. You never sure. know what's gonna happen until you put 4,000 people on, you think you've got everything covered, but. Right. So, um, and he had a, 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 a Amber, his uh, service dog with him, his guide dog. And this gentleman stood up and asked a question and he was quite, what's the word I'm looking for? A little upset. And I won't go into the subject matter because it preferred it prefer specifically to him. Mm. And he used some profanity and he was really, really not very happy. And I dealt with it uh, and I did what I normally do. But there was a sense of a bit of unease around the room. Hmm. So I said, next question. And I saw that Mr. Palfram had his hand raised. So I directed the lady who was holding the microphone to go over to him. And he stood up. And as soon as he stood up, Amber stood up. 
and he took the microphone and he said these exact words word for word I'm a platinum member with Carnival and I want to drive the ship <laughs> it took about five seconds for everybody around to realize he wasn't saying it because he want he was platinum he was saying I'm blind I want to drive the ship because he knew that a particular moment we needed a sense of levity exactly. and humor and that's what he gave and that's spectacular that is a, a great example of what I try to tell people about is you can live a life after blindness it, you can be enabled with blindness it's not the end and you have to have a sense of humor and and you have to have patience as well Patience and a sense of humor, I think, is extremely important in everything that we do, but especially if you're visually impaired. So I think that's a great example of that. Well, it's been an honor to have you here. And, um, you know, you are an inspiration. If there's anything we can ever do for you or your listeners, Carnival Cruise Line, um, we're, we're working hard to do even better. Any suggestions, let us know. And um, I must mention your good lady who I can see t takes great care of you and who owes me a cookie. Private yes, joke. My, my wife Private owes, you, joke. owes you a cookie, absolutely. <laughs> well, John, if anybody has any other questions or they want to get in contact with you or Carnival or anything like that, how can they do that? Uh, there are three addresses to give you. Uh, if you're on Facebook, it's Facebook slash John Healed. Or if you just type in John at Carnival, that will come up. Special needs, we have to rethink that one. Special needs at carnival.com or eye care at carnival.com quite appropriate i as in the i the the letter care eye care all small letters at carnival.com very good well thank you john so much for being on the show i appreciate it been an honor always look on the bright side of life always look on the light side of life <laughs> I love that song. Anyways, thank you so much again to John Heald and all the folks at Carnival, all the crew, everyone that made our stay on the Carnival cruise ship such a wonderful experience. As always, the food was spectacular. All the things that we did on board were so much fun. We had such a great time and John and all of his people there and the crew made it so wonderful and spectacular for us. So again, from my wife, Jennifer, and I, thank you again to John Heald and all of Carnival for being so kind to us while we were there. Moving right along, it's time once again for another tip in this week's T3. T3 initiated. Using tabs within your internet browser can be a very helpful way of navigating the internet, especially when you're multitasking and want to visit multiple websites at the same time. But things can get a bit chaotic the more tabs that you open, unless you happen to know a few handy keyboard shortcuts to keep things organized. But before we can start worrying about all these open browser tabs, we probably should talk about how to open one. Simply just hold Control plus T on your keyboard, and that will open up an additional tab in your browser window. Repeat this process and you can open up as many tabs as you like to navigate to as many different websites as you like. There are a couple of different ways that you can navigate through these open tabs. One way is to use Control plus the Tab key to cycle through the tabs going forward. If you want to go backward through those tabs, you can use Control plus Shift plus Tab. 
If you have a lot of different tabs open and you know the order or placement of the tabs as you open them, you can also use control and the numbers on the number row or on the numpad, one through nine, to cycle through each of the different open tabs. Keep in mind that using control plus the number nine will take you to the very last open tab, even if it's beyond the ninth tab that you have open. Closing a browser tab is just as easy as it was to open them. To close a tab, simply navigate to the tab that you want to close and press control plus F4 to close that particular tab. If you happen to close a tab by accident, don't worry, you can recover the tab by pressing Control plus Shift plus T, Command plus Shift plus T on the Mac, and this will reopen the last tab that you had closed. And there you go, just a few helpful hints to keep your multi-tab browsing experience a little bit more organized. Is there something particular that you'd like for me to cover in an upcoming T3 segment? Drop me an email, send that to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. And now, let's find out what's going on in this week's news. The first story this week comes to us out of the United Kingdom, where an 80-year-old Oxford woman named Janet Osborne is the very first to be treated for age-related macular degeneration by use of gene therapy. Age-related macular degeneration, or AMD, occurs because of an overproduction of proteins produced by the immune system to fight bacteria, which then start to attack cells in the retina. Performed at John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford, the surgery involves detaching the retina and injecting a synthetic gene that contains a harmless virus. The modified DNA sequence contained within the virus infects cells and then corrects the genetic defect that causes AMD. On February 8th, the World Intellectual Property Organization announced that the United States has become the 50th member of the Marrakesh Treaty. The treaty was signed by the United States in late 2018 and now has been ratified by the WIPO, allowing approximately 550,000 accessible texts to become available to those countries that are associated with the Marrakesh Treaty. In audio gaming news, there's a few new titles that I want to share with you this week. First of all, from a company called My True Sound, a game called Gold Gun. Gold Gun is a first-person shooter that takes place in a 3D audio environment where you play the part of a police officer solving crimes. You'll want to wear headphones for this one as you tilt and tap your screen to navigate through the episodic gameplay. Another game that you're going to want to put your headphones on to play is a new game that comes to us from Marty Schultz called Blindfold Bobsled. In this fast-paced game for iOS, you'll be twisting and turning using your phone's gyroscope to tilt your way through the ice and snow to the finish line. The final game that I want to share with you this week is a trivia game found on the Amazon Echo. You can enable this by just simply asking your Echo to enable blind technology trivia. This game was developed by Jonathan Mosin using the Blueprints feature for Amazon Echo devices. The questions in this trivia skill will test your knowledge about blind technology from the last 35 years. Humanware has announced updates to the BrailleNote Touch, which will now offer 18 and 32 cell editions. The new BrailleNote Touch will include Android 8.1 as its operating system, which will allow it to offer Chrome for its web browser, as well as Google Assistant. The BrailleNote Touch will also see its RAM and hard drive capacity doubled to 4 and 64 gigs, respectively. It will also include Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and USB-C for charging. 
Another new product that is expected to be released by the end of February 2019 is from a company called New Eyes. That's N-U-E-Y-E-S. New Eyes will be releasing the New Eyes E2, a smaller, sleeker version of their popular smart glasses that have a 3K video camera, 101 degrees of field of vision, and OCR text-to-speech recognition. The New Eyes E2 is available for pre-order now. And finally this week, I want to tell you about a campaign from our friends who are behind the very popular Android and iOS app Dice World. They have recently launched a campaign on Indiegogo to raise money to port the popular dice game to the Amazon Echo. Their listing on Indiegogo allows you to pay in amounts ranging from $5 up to $3,500, receiving various perks depending on the level of payment that you spend. I, for one, would love to see Dice World come to the Amazon Echo, so if you have the means, please donate whatever you are able to so that we can see this become a reality. You can find a link to their Indiegogo page as well as links to all of the stories that I discussed this week in the news by visiting the show notes at lifeafterblindness.com slash 33. That's lifeafterblindness.com slash 33. And that will do it for episode number 33 of the Life After Blindness podcast. I'd like to thank my guest this week, John Heald from Carnival Cruise Line. I'd also like to thank Hans Weiberg for sharing with us his Because of My Blindness story. And of course, I'd like to thank all of you for taking the time to tune in and listen to the Life After Blindness podcast. You can join in the conversation by sending me an email. Send your email to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. And be sure to look for me on Facebook and Twitter. You can find me there by searching at LabCast. That's L-A-B-C-A-S-T. For more information and links to any of the stories that you heard me talk about in today's episode, you can visit the show notes by going to lifeafterblindness.com slash 33. That's lifeafterblindness.com slash 33. Be sure to join me again next week as we continue our journey together to find that there truly can be a life after blindness. Take care, everybody.